Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put on important news. With us today, glad to have him back, Bernard Turion, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the venture under HPQ, and for friends of the US, HPQFF. For those new to the story, because it's starting to attract a lot of attention, HPQ is essentially a Canadian producer that's building a portfolio of unique, high-value specialty silicon products that are going to be needed for the renewable energy revolution. Uh, and they're doing it with two renowned technology partners, more than just lip service. They've already received their first order for spherical nano-silicon materials from a major automobile manufacturer. The name wasn't disclosed, so we can all try and guess and see who that is. Uh, there's also a couple of NDAs with at least two battery players that we know of, and the company's quartz reduction reactor pilot plant uh, is will be up and running in Q4 of this year. And today they announced HPQ Silicon and Pyrogenesis signed agreement to develop new environmentally friendly process to manufacture fume silica. Bernard, welcome back. Tell us about your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> It's just an airplane shirt in, in, in memory of Sebastian. Let's go. I want to jump straight into a couple of quotes because instead of going yeah. through what's fume silica, because you did a really good job of that in the press release. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is it? What are the applications? And we'll touch on it a bit. But you I know you're going to ask investors to actually read the press release uh, and not make up their mind. Yes. I continue to battle you on that. 98% of them do. 2% are the. You know the bashers who want to don't read the press releases and then want to and then want to complain, but they definitely do and they know the applications and and we'll get into a couple because I have some some questions. But I want to yeah. get to the quote hmm? first. You said the business opportunity that this represents should not be underestimated mm -hmm. and could be as significant as the ones represented by the PureVap family of processes we're developing with Pyrogenesis. Mm -hmm. And then Peter Pascali, CEO of Pyrogenesis, says. This agreement represents another significant milestone in our relationship with HPQ and once again underscores the many hidden opportunities within this partnership. So extract for us, if you can, just how good you guys are feeling about making this official announcement and how uh, you know optimistic or even enthusiastic shareholders should be, because you guys are you guys are making some big statements in these quotes. Well, we always make big statements. That's why we're promoters. But the, the, the fundamental part is we're delivering on those big statements. Um, I know that for many people, it doesn't seem like we're delivering, but this is big for, for HPQ it is because it's a completely new business line. Um, it was one I've always looked at doing. When we started with Pyrogenesis, we were looking at a different way to increase the value of our course deposit because that's what we were looking to do at, at the beginning. But um, over time, the the realization that there there are there are so many applications where silicone dioxide or silicone SiO2 or SIs are used in our daily lives, okay, that we don't really realize it, and we're entering into a very interesting phase, which is for the first time ever, okay, the entire circle circle of life if you can call it of a material okay is being studied investigated and people demand uh to know where it was made what was the carbon footprint what was was the pollution everything on, on everything else it is no longer i want the cheapest widget okay i want to know everything about that widget i want a widget to have 
basically a blockchain application that tells me who picked it up at the beginning and who finishes it at the end, okay? So we're entering into that paradigm shift of a universe. That, that, this is where we are. Um, you know, I've been in the solar business before. Um, and when we started in 2018, 2018, we announced the, the previous government financing. I'm just doing a bit, you know, sidestep. Um, we tried to get Hydro-Quebec interested in what we were doing for solar. They, they weren't interested. They ended up buying the freaking cheapest solar panel from China. Okay. Well, lo and behold, today, an, an investor sends me an email. And there's an article that says, oh, Quebec buys solar panels from the province where the Uyghur are. Okay. So this is where everything now becomes important. Okay. It's the butterfly theory. This being said, fume silica is one of those materials that everybody uses. Okay. There is no manufacturing of fume silica in Canada. Everything is imported either from the States or from China. And pyrogenesis came up with a, once again, one of those innovative way of replacing, uh, which are fundamentally chemical based reaction, okay, to make fume silica to one that is where plasma is used to do it, which is their signature. And it fits perfectly within the scope of what HPQ does. So what this transaction and the series of transactions we were doing with pyrogenesis fits fully within our business model, which is what we like to do, which is to market innovative solution that comes out of pyrogenesis, which are which start with SiO2 and move on. So this is another, and when you look at the end product market in the environment that we're in, the technology we're bringing, resolves problems that people didn't even know they have, but they're starting to realize that they have, all right? So is it a case of you're creating the same product, but you're creating such a significant, you're creating it from such a significant better process that that's the selling point. That's the competitive advantage you hold over everybody else in the space right now. Yes, because see, as opposed to Let's talk about nano silicone or silicone for batteries. Okay, silicone for batteries will have to be tested, and then every end product has to figure out how it's going to work within their product. In this case, it's sort of an industrial material that's high value. It's an industrial material. So once you meet the quality criteria, okay, you you're in the selling phase. So we don't have that that has long as R and D testing to get the product to mix and match everybody. Okay. The, the, silica for, the silicone for batteries is for the entire industry. It's at its infancy. This is a mature industry, okay, which fume could fume. actually double in size if there was better ways of making fume silica. Because if there was more fume silica, more people would use them. But people have sort of like worries about, you know, supply, the environmental cost, and everything. So there's, a, there's an already an existing market, okay? We would have a geographical advantage from the beginning to be able to start to generate revenues. And the market is worldwide. I already have a um, client in Taiwan that is, you know, running after me. So when can you send me the first sample so I can send it to my end clients? Okay. So this is, this is similar and different to uh, the silicone for batteries. But the market is very, very big. The profit margin we're talking about are massive. It doesn't take a genius to figure out if you reduce by 85% the energy consumption required to make the product, That's you're going to have something very much cheaper. Forget all the environmental costs, just that. And uh, something that I read uh, in, the, in the press release, 
Quote, but present manufacturing processes are hindering its growth potential. You just talked about that a second ago. If you guys uh, are able to successfully get through this next 12 to 18 months, because uh, you have that timeline at the end of the press release, mm-hmm. is it possible that you could actually increase the size of fume silica just by wiping out all those concerns about hazardous chemicals, energy use, and all those non-environmental friendly factors in the in the status quo? Uh, I think what's going to happen is that the addressable market is going to become bigger um, because right now we're only talking about addressable market for fume silica. Um, there is a lower quality material, which is called precipitated silica, which is another massive market. Okay. We think, uh, we believe that we'll be able even to be cost competitive with precipitated silica. It's just for certain application, precipitated silica being a lower quality product that can work. So it's just the case of just like our pure vap QRR. Okay. Uh, we're going to do, four end material cheaper than they can barely do two end or one end, okay? Um, so that means that we have a wider spectrum of, of markets we can, we can attract, work, develop, all right? And this fits exactly into the business model of what HPQ is. HPQ is a technology incubator toward commercialization, all right? We're not a technology developer. We're, an, we're a commercial incubator of technology. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that have missed some, a lot of the points in this press release because there was a lot of material in it. I, I'll, I'll agree to this. Uh, one of them is that we're talking about having a second pot in HPQ's case, a second pilot plant operational in 2022. Okay. The first one, the QRR will start in the Q4 2021, but will be operational in 2022. This one will start middle of 2022. So we have two industrial pilot plant technologies, okay, with massive end market that are going to be maturing and starting to, to advance in 2022. That's pretty rare and unique, okay? One of the reasons why I said this is this could be a great, like, if I was starting, like, if HPQ Silicon was just starting now and only had this, I would have a great material to, to go make a great, to go sell a great story but it's part of an even greater story, which is HPQ in our relationship with Pyro. So is that why, here's a quote, the autonomous potential of this project is such that it was deemed more efficient for HPQ Silicon to create from the start a fully owned subsidiary, HPQ Silica, silica Pulver. Can you expand on that a bit, a little bit when you say the autonomous potential? The way I'm potentially reading into it is this may be a big living organism on its own, so we might as well park it in a subsidiary from the start, maybe for spin out or something, but that's just me, you know, that, that's how I read it. Expand on that, the autonomous potential of this project deemed it necessary for a fully owned subsidiary. Are you telling me for actually once I wrote something clear and concise? No, I could be really, really intelligent. <laughs> I was able to figure out your Morse code. No, uh, no. but it sure sounds like that's what you're saying, but I, I want, uh, obviously people want to hear from a horse's mouth, not from me. Listen, I wrote in the quote, and if, if you go back to my quote, I said, we're very happy I've been chosen, okay? And we were chosen by Pyro because we have a long-term relationship. But this is a project that, you know, many other promoters or, or developer would have, would have killed to, to get a chance to get into at, the, uh, at this level. Okay. Uh, so this is where HPQ's relationship with, with Pyro comes in. Um, so, yeah, no, so the idea to create an autonomous is that 
we've learned from humble experience when we went through the Bose Goldfield spin-out that uh, parting in a financial statement two entities becomes very complicated because the auditors then say, oh, please return back to the original creation. You know, that's about what they ask you to do. So we said, let's make our life simple, okay? Let's create a, a new division. That also allows us to negotiate the type of transaction we do with, with Pyro where they can convert their royalty for a 50% equity. Please, let me make an editorial comment. Sure. Converting a royalty does not mean getting for free. Close the parenthesis. Obviously, you're giving up a stream in order to become an equity partner. Yeah, there you go. But we, we made the math. The numbers are. Okay. Just to give you an idea why I say it's such a big autonomous, because, you know, I do back of the envelope calculation, what, you know, back of the envelopes, you know, Excel spreadsheet about this. Um, and this looks on paper, okay? As profitable as a as potentially profitable of a, a venture, all right, over time, wow. uh, than our than than our silicon for battery work. So that's why it's really exciting. Wow! And so even though the even though the revenue number is not going to be near as big, mm -hmm. or the revenue potential, we should be saying, you still think there's there's so much margin in there that it can mm -hmm. have the same impact on the bottom line or close close yeah. enough. Well, it's it's also because you know it's like our like our our battery section is going to be uh, two thousand five hundred metric tons. This, these plants we're talking more about four thousand to five thousand metric ton capacity. So it, it all plays into it. You know, Th there's multiple factors into it. It's it's a it's a much easier process to scale up once it works as opposed to the other one because the other ones are are more you know technically challenging than this one. Not that we're having an issue with them. It's just the reality of it. So if you if you look at them, when I look at them, they're both equivalent, and both of them, you know, support uh, support the the market cap that we had when we were at our fifty two week high. Question for you: mm -hmm. the ESG a competitive advantage you've mm -hmm. made clear is very important. The environmental sustainability is very that's very important. Governance, yeah. But you've also got to you've also got a partner here that says traditional processes right now require, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, a polysilicon plant requiring about 1.2 billion dollar U.S. capex for a 10,000 ton you know uh, capacity uh, uh, plant, and then you have to add on 150 million dollars to to build a production line. So, mm -hmm. what's a bigger advantage? Is it still the ESG side because you know, the world is moving towards a zero tolerance. It's got to be clean or we don't care how cheap it is. We don't want it. Or is it also the fact that your, your cost, your cost advantages look like they could wipe out the status quo just based on, you know, some of the rough numbers you're, you're, you're giving us here. Well, no, they are going to change completely the status quo. Um, yeah. What you have to understand is that the feedstock to make fume silica is silicone tetrachloride, okay? And what's completely like mind numbing about this process is you actually start with SiO2, convert into Si, plug it into acid, create silicone tetrachloride, add oxygen and hydrogen, burn it, and then you make back SiO2. Am I the only one that thinks this is completely dumb? But this is... Um, 
This is one of those things that was invented at the time where big industrial chemical plants were being done. So we were not looking at the most efficient process of doing things. You know, uh, at one point we were building cars that were driving a three mile, three miles a gallon. It's not the same. It's, it's just, that's when this technology was invented. Uh, because this is a relatively controlled industry by major players, all right? Uh, you know, not too many people were looking at different way of doing this. But this fits perfectly within what our business model and what I've, you know, I've understand is innovation, uh, game-changing innovation does not come from the big boys. It comes from the small companies like us, the nimble companies like us, the one with vision that can develop one of those type of technology. Now, you know, they might try to come and buy you out to, to, to get rid of the system. I'm not talking about this in this specific regard. But since we know that Canada has a need for this material and there is no... Uh, basically Canadian competitor we would be you know displacing and the market in Canada is significant enough to think I need we would need something like 10 plants just to meet the entire demands of it it's a great way to start okay so and, I was about to say the Canadian market seems like a maybe a good small place to start but I would think that the U.S. market is yeah the U.S. market is right next door but it, but just the Canadian market it's enough for us I think to build 10 plants if I remember the, the numbers correctly so it's, of, it is big. HPQ size plants, not yeah, no, well, 10, 10, 4,000 ton metric tons per yeah. year. Okay. It's, you know, it's, it, it's used in so many things. It's, this is what people don't realize. You use it in glue, you use it in paint, you use it in, you use it in tires, you use it in everything. Well, I, and I want to talk about that because one of the uses you have in the, is batteries and automotive. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to be skewing towards that? towards batteries and automotive, or are you just going to go for the entire gamut of uh, personal care, pharmaceutical, agriculture, and construction? I, and all the at rest? the beginning, I'm probably going to scoot toward the highest, the, the highest selling price material. Which is? Uh, pharmaceutical and uh, aluminum food section. Devil's advocate, though. How do you, uh, first of all, HBQ is developing an amazing portfolio. Mm -hmm. But devil's advocate, because, you know, I've always got to ask these kind of questions, though. How do you go from selling silicon for batteries to silica for pharmaceutical? What's the game plan you're thinking, you guys are thinking, because your partners to put in place here for how oh, you get that distribution? That's not very difficult. This is why we create separate entity. You know, each, each company is going to have is either director of sales or director of marketing and, and, and have their own marketing campaign specifically designed for their own product. Um, it's like Pyro, they have uh, the additive division, they have the draw stride division, everyone has, uh, has everything else. I'll be the man of multiple hats, you know, managing all the, these issues. But over time, this is where we're going to go. But it's it's fundamentally in the industrial space, it's, it's the same process. As weird as it is in the industrial space, okay, it is a uh, build it and it will come. I, without getting into too much secret, even before I announced this, I've I've even got feelers from from big boys in the industry wanted to talk to us about this. So before you put out this announcement, because, well, we because remember, remember there's people that um, first of all, a lot of people watch what HPQ is doing. There's a lot of people watching what we're doing. I've come to realize this by the number of emails, the question I get. The, okay, that's great news. My my story moves forward. Um, and there are some people that follow us with a, you know, direct interest, indirect interest. So as some complainer on some site, you know, this is a sort of, this is a repeat without being a repeat of a press release that we issued a few weeks ago, 
Well, we said we were going to do this. This is the one where we said, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. But, you know, they think it's the same thing, but they let them have fun. But that first one did attract some people. I am presuming that this one's going to attract more people, okay? Because at the first one, we just said, eh, it's a greener process, okay? It's not the same thing. Now we're saying we're cutting down, and, you know, the, use of the energy used by 86%. We don't use any harsh chemical or we don't produce hydrogen chloride. The people in the industry understand the issues with their material. They understand the ESG environment that's coming up. Uh, let's talk about the timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking at phase one, 110,000. Phase two, I'm rounding up 210,000. Phase three, 290,000. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're talking about you know under you know under 700,000 dollars, and and you're yeah, up, but you, up you're and running here in 12 to 18 months. You're reading too quickly. It is HPQ's contribution. You have to go to Pyro's press release when it put more into details. And in their press release, they talk about the 700,000 committed by SDDC. And they also mentioned another 600,000 committed by another government entity. Okay? And Pyrogenesis puts into it and we put it, put, put, put it into it. So this is a, this is a collaborative work sure. that piloted by Pyrogenesis. The reason I was focusing on this was because HPQ's contribution, that's a really, that's a really uh, manageable, light contribution given the significance of what it could mean to the future of HPQ Silicon. So well, yeah, this, should shareholders take that as a big win? As a, as a... Yeah, but it, it is a big win for HPQ. Um, you know, it, it depends what's the time frame of the shareholders. <laughs> If, if, if the if the time oh, frame of the shareholders, shareholders have a reasonable time, George, it's a reality. If the time frame of the shareholders is equivalent to the life cycle of a, of a fruit fly, it's not going to be very important. Well, those aren't shareholders, right? Those are <laughs> yeah, but but they are. We have those shareholders. They claim to be shareholders. Okay, <laughs> you know the fruit fly shareholders. But you know, and and the timeline. Let's kind of run through the timeline. Phase one to be completed by December first, uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, phase two by July 15th uh, next year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then phase three mm -hmm. uh, looks like it could be anytime between. No, July phase three is the operational part. So it starts after phase two is when we start working. So that's when the pilot plant is going to start. Okay. So it actually starts yeah. July 16th. Some really. That, that's the timeline. I, 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 on this project, I think we're, we're going to be able to keep it for, for, for multiple different reasons. Um, you know, we, the beauty of HPQ's participation into it is we come in just at the pilot, at the industrial pilot plant phase. Okay. When we did the QRR, we entered at the grassroots research R&D phase. Okay. So this is why I said this is, this is as big. And I showed it in the AGM presentation. And I know that people didn't grasp the entire consequences of this but fundamentally and i said it at the, at the agm and i'm going to repeat it repeat it here with what we're announcing here is we're fundamentally going to have two projects with massive um addressable market okay at the pilot at the industrial pilot plate phases in 2022 one starts in 2021 the other one starts in 2022 those are two well, I just made four, but you know, two times two. But, <laughs> but fundamentally, that's that's uh, that's what I want people to understand. So we're 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 very advanced. This isn't 
a R&D project at the beginning. This is an industrial R&D project on the way to commercial production. Because once we, you know, work out the kink, which is, you know, I'm going to, I make it sound very easy. I know it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some blood, sweat, and tears. That's what pyrogenesis does. Um, we're going to have a, a, a timeline, a process, a way to go, to go to commercial scale and start moving up. When, when you and I first started doing these interviews, de-risking was a very big part of our conversations. George, we've just de-risked the project. George, we've just further de-risked the technology, so on and so forth. I mean, what does this do for de-risking now? What does this do for the future of HPQ to have two uh, pilot plants going to be up and running at the, you know, in the middle of 2022? When we started in 2015, 16, when we started working together in 2015, okay, we had one project, our success was based on making, hopefully to make six and silicone. Here we are, the middle of 2021, we have at least four business trips. I put one that's our sort of R&D thinking cap that we're doing, okay? Uh, well, but we do actually, that would actually be five. We have the PureVap QRR, that's going to produce four end material, okay? There is the potential now, which is now people waking up to that concept of going solar with that material, okay? Then we have the, the work that we're doing in converting that material into nanomaterials or, or, or micro materials for batteries. Um, I think eventually soon I'll, I'll, I'll give an update on what's going on with the battery side, but, you know, just to give a quick newsflash, um, what we're discovering through, as I say, you build it, they will come, um, the importance of being able to make 4N in battery space is becoming more and more uh, clear to us. Uh, it's really going to give us a, a distinct advantage. Close the parenthesis, I'll do something else. So we have this line, we, we have th those two lines related to the QRR. We have the battery material, which we're starting moving to, move, moving into. This is, this is a, a, a market that's going to be growing leaps and bound exponentially over the next 15 years, like you wouldn't believe. Canada just announced that 2035, all cars are going to be electric. How are they going to get the bloody material? The truth of the matter is right now, George, the worldwide capacity to make nanoparticles of silicone even micro for, for batteries, okay, is 500 ton. We're going to be talking a demand that could be 200,000 metric ton to 2 million metric tons. Oh, <laughs> this is like, well, you're talking about 400,000 to 4 million size, 4 million times the market that is today. That's what it is. So, you know, so, 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 and, and we're the only one that's completely vertically integrated in this space. You know, a lot of people are talking about it, but, you know, they position themselves and, you know, it, it's a massive line to position themselves. So we have this, this product. Now we, uh, we got the fume silica, which is an advanced one, okay? Uh, and we have other things that we're working on, you know, hydrogen and those type of projects. So we got our plates pretty full to generate this. So, you know, like, eventually the market will wake up to where we are in the meantime, man, it's a little bit. Well, Warren Buffett made we're a- fully funded. We, got the Quebec, we got the Quebec government on board, um, you know. When you said earlier, we now realize 4N is becoming more and more important for battery, automotive batteries. Mm -hmm. Who are you hearing that from without being specific, but is it car makers? Is it 
is it research institutions? Is it industry players? Who are you hearing from that? Who are you hearing that from? All of the above. Without giving names, you're able to be more specific with the kind of conversations about not, I'm not talking about sales, things like that, but I don't know. what they're saying about, about our technology. When can you freaking deliver samples? <laughs> <laughs> when can you freaking okay, deliver samples? Like, right okay, there. It's like, okay, you're not the only one asking that question. So it's like, it's, we, we know, we know in the right space. And don't give me this BS that somebody's going to be able to speed data to it. Okay. It's not making the forehand. It, it, it's not complicated to do for a traditional manufacturer. It's freaking expensive. There's a difference. Um, also, there's another paradigm shift that, that's occurring and no people realize. Um, people were using saline gas to make the nanoparticles because it sort of resolved the forehand issue and, and those material thing, or they were using polysilicon materials. Well, that was nice when polysilicon was still selling for $8 a kilogram. It jumped to $40 a kilogram or $35 a kilogram. Suddenly there, all their entire cost structures went through the roof. See, that's going to be the issue that everybody enters the silicone business. And you're never going to, you, I don't foresee how you, uh, now, before I said devil's advocate, now I'm going to do whatever the opposite of that is, but I don't see you guys ever bumper, running into bumper. that problem. Oh, sorry, 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 I shouldn't say that. I, I don't see you guys ever running into that problem because you guys completely control your own cost structure because it's your own process. So I don't foresee any situation where your costs okay. could ever suddenly just jump. Exactly. The, this is why we say that we're the only vertically integrated player into this you know we're doing some research on carbon encapsulating on different type of encapsulating we can do all these things because at the end we know we're gonna have our own product so where do we go from here what's uh i'll, I'll leave last i mean i want to drill down further but i don't think i can anymore without getting you in trouble um more than usual but that dr evil laugh i think said a lot <laughs> i gotta admit i liked it um what do you want uh, what do you what do you want to be the last takeaway from you here on the future of HPQ and how you guys are feeling and and the partnership with Pyro obviously but uh, is is it safe to say this is the best position HPQ Silicon has ever been in mm -hmm. in his life and that oh, yeah. there's far far more to look forward to than there is to worry about I mean there's always something to worry about in business but it just seems like the de-risking of HPQ Silicon is gotten as almost as low as it can get to well sort of yeah, natural like, catastrophe <laughs> george that's not a sentence to use when you have a share price <laughs> because that was density to wants to go lower before it goes higher that's just the, the the nature of it but as a company okay we've never had such a strong value proposition now does the market fully wake up to it no is that you know is that my number one worry every minute no why because you know i'm first first of all i'm a big shareholder in hpq pyrogenesis is a big shareholder governs the government of quebec is a big shareholder of hpq and we know where we're going with every one of those values okay and you can't blame people for not knowing either maybe not you can't blame the masses for not knowing because you're talking about a market at currently at 500 metric tons that from from your account could go two to four to as, as little as four hundred thousand to four million metric tons mm -hmm. this decade, right? Mm -hmm. So clearly, this is a case of HPQ Silicon and Pyro just being ahead of the curve. So we can't be too hard on the investment world if they don't see it yet because we're not living it, right? Most people live in the now. Yeah, and and, and some people some people you know is 
explain to me this. If the market's supposed to be perfect, when there's a takeover of a company, why is it always done in a massive premium to the late in the end of the call? Well, basically because the market wasn't perfect. So because the market fully didn't realize the value and the buyer sees the value into it. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, yeah. Market is rarely perfect. It's over under. Mar mar markets, markets are rarely perfect. I, I always, you know, equate more market to surfing. You got to figure out where the wave is, where it's coming. The reality is the right. wave The wave is coming in ESG, okay? Now, right now, the wave is going a bit everywhere else because people are really confused. Is it, is it, is it interest? Is it this? Is it gas? It's like right now, we're, the ocean doesn't have any steady waves. But the undertow coming, okay, ESG, electric cars, solar panel, renewable energy, new ways of making things more green. These are all the attributes that we are developing, okay? So we're not a one-horse pony anymore. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that if we would split up in multiple companies, everyone one would trick pony. have the same market cap of what we have right now. One trick pony, by the way, because it's funny how people refer to that online when you say we're no longer one horse pony. <laughs> well, it's what can I say? Pony. It got lost in translation. Yeah, no, definitely the company's not a one trick pony anymore. And it's amazing what you guys have done, Bernard. To hear you say that the fume silica may be as profitable as a uh, as, as the as the spherical nano as the, you know, the automotive side the battery side that's that's pretty incredible man so congratulations on what you guys have done on another great announcement uh always remember and be, be, uh you know finish off that conversation warren buffett created one of the biggest empires on the planet by buying companies that were undervalued and then waiting for them to reach full valuation so not that and by the way i want to be 100 clear Definitely not me and I don't think Bernard are making any kind of claims to what the valuation, we're talking about market dynamics in general. Yeah. We're not talking about the market valuation of HPQ today and tomorrow and so on. That, that's something you guys got to discover, but that is, uh, that's just general theory. But last word, Bernard, then we'll sign off because I think, uh, I think you've given us some, some great information today. I got my second vaccine, so that means I'm going to be able to go start marketing pretty soon. All right. Hey, that's the... Uh, Marketing is important, and that's uh, if that's. Uh, Actually, I think face-to-face -face market Zoom Zoom has might have reached its maximum. I think face-to-face -face meeting with uh, with people is going to become more and more important. Yeah, Zoom's a great way to open the door, but sooner or later you got to break bread, yeah. and uh, and perfect timing by the way, because one pilot plant is 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 going to be coming on in Q4. Another pilot plant. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I can't. I can't perfect wait. time. Yeah, I, I can't wait to be able to invite you know. Um, fund manager, institutional manager, ESG. Do you realize how much money has been poured into ESG companies? Okay. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to be a poster child for what ESG. Well, Pyrogenesis is one, and we're going to be the second one. Like it's, you know. Looking forward to it, Bernard. Thanks a lot for taking time out of the day today to talk to us about this, man. You're welcome. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple or your favorite podcast platform to Bernard Tudion, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the venture under HPQ, on the OTCQX under HPQFF, which is a fantastic feed on its own. Guys, you've all watched and or heard what Bernard had to say. I'm not gonna repeat it. You gotta do your due diligence. Start off with a Gorecom to get that good overview and then head over, you can see it right above Bernard, hpqsilicon.com to do your own deep dive due diligence and hopefully discover your next 
amazing small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Hope you love this one. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.